to the Splash Assass Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lewis Live After Show. And on the August 17th episode of JLL, we had Fortune Feimster, we had Zach Noe Towers, and we had Shane Douglas. Okay, I have to start off by saying that I vote for Fortune Feimster and Zach Noe Towers for president and first lady of the... No, I'm just kidding. Um, I vote for them once the strike is ended, of course, and everybody is paid well to become consultants on And Just Like That. Like, they need to start writing on that show because I think they're the only ones that can save it at this point. They would just be so perfect, and maybe they could turn Che into an actual comedian because... Every episode is just, like, worse than the next. Not with them. I mean, the entirety of it all. Um, I also take back everything I said about Mario Cantone, a.k.a. Anthony, being a saving grace of sanity over there and actually having good lines and a nice plot. What? No, he went off the rails the second I said that. Classic. Again, his character. Just the character. But the worst part of all happened on this week's episode. So... Will Garson, he played Stanford Blatch in the original series, but he died while they were filming the first few episodes of And Just Like That. But instead of writing him off on the show in a respectful name, like put some fucking respect on his name, he gets this for his ultimate send off. Oh my gosh. He calls Carrie to let her know that he got into a fight with his TikTok client and turned into a monk and gave away all his possessions so that he could go live in Tokyo or somewhere. And it's just like, first of all, so creepy that they're keeping him alive when in this show, when he's actually passed away again, putting zero respect on, I just don't like it. Cause they showed a picture of him as the monk. And it's just like, what, what? Like that wouldn't even be. To, and then for that to be the send off, like he got into a fight with a TikTok client. He's now a monk. No, we've jumped shark, jumped sh- all the ships have jumped shark and it's just a sinking ship of sharks over in Hollywood. But yeah, all the sharks are sinking because all of their prey are out picketing for their rights. <laughs> oh my God, that's so sad, but it's true. It's sad because it's true because the Hollywood execs, they're sharks that just use the actors and writers as bait so that they can get their feed and they can get their fill and... We're having fish tonight. I just love quoting Finding Nemo. Okay, so uh, yeah, again, just Fortune and Zach, please save the day. And just like that. And just like that. If you do, maybe Monroe, she'll even give you $5. Because Jeff was taking a shower yesterday. Here's her little ATM. Beep, boop, boop. Of course, she has a personal ATM in her. In her room, just getting her prepared for her future. So um, she slips five singles under Jeff's bathroom door. And he's like, hey, why'd you uh, just pay me? And she's like, because you were starting to smell like shit. And I'm just so grateful that you fucking showered. No, I'm kidding. We know Jeff takes like 17 showers a day. Um, But she was like, I just wanted to share, dad. And he's like, okay. 
so what'd you break? And she's like, nothing. And they just go back and forth. Like, no, really, what'd you break? Really nothing. And so now Jeff's like, whatever she did, it must be bad. And I'm just, I'm scared to find out why, why she's giving me money. And Zach's like, she obviously killed somebody. No brainer. No brainer. Your daughter's a murderer. No, she's not. They're kidding. Obvious. Obviously they're kidding. As if I have to remind you that the six-year-old didn't. Well, actually, has anybody seen Anna the Nana around? Annie the Nanny? I mean, I know she didn't get the job, but did she ever actually leave the house after her second interview? I don't know. Just saying. But really, though, I do understand that Jeff was surprised when Monroe was supplying him with singles. Um, So the first time it happens, like, you can't always help your reaction. I get it. But also, I maybe wouldn't, like, put it in her head that she only gives money as compensation for something. You know, like, Jeff kind of turned it from his daughter trying to ease his financial burden that all of these court cases are putting on him. Like, the little angel she is she's so thoughtful and she tries to make a five dollar donation and he tries to spin it into her giving him hush money hush money and this time it probably was a donation and next time it probably will be hush money (laughs) now that she's thinking that way no honestly though if monroe should be slipping anybody five dollars under the door it should be aurora (laughs) It should be Aurora right before Monroe makes her knock from outside and yell housekeeping before she's allowed entry to Chateau Lewis. So moving on, Fortune, Fortune Feimster has a daily Sirius XM show and her producer, Charlene... What a dream, Charlene. She smashed Doug's car into smithereens. <laughs> no, no. She uh, she bumped into him in the SiriusXM parking lot. Jameson actually knew all the tea. He was finding out. Fortune didn't even know at all. And she's, I guess that makes sense. The producers, it was producer talk. Jameson and Charlene, they're on their own little text thread to complain about Fortune and Jeff. No, I'm kidding. It's obviously just to complain about Jeff. <laughs> Only compliments for Fortune. No, I'm kidding again. We know. So, um, but yeah, Charlene was behind Doug and somebody was in front of Doug and they're on a steep slope trying to get their parking validated. And she saw the car in front of Doug move. So she just moved and slammed right into Doug. You know, those kind of stories, they really grind my gears. It grinds my gears that you can't keep your car gears in check because like one second of her impatience, her just being like, oh, time to go. Like instead of waiting one second to make sure our little Dougie got there safe as well. Like now one second of impatience costs you not just a ton of money, but also it costs you a lot more seconds to now have to pull over, trade insurance info, offer to suck some dick to make this all go away. What? No, no one. Charlene would never do that. Not Char. Do people call her Char? Charl? Hey, Charl. Someone's like, hey, Cheryl. She snarls back. It's Charl. It's Charl, not Cheryl. Charl. Charl. Oh, Charl's not going to try to produce shit for me now. (laughs) Okay, so, um, Moving on to Zach's career in comedy as a headliner, also opening for Fortune Fucking Beamstar, which of course, ugh, of course, Jeff had to try to spin into a negative, saying that Fortune makes him stay at the Motel Six while she's at the Four Seasons. They call it the Sixty Four instead of the Sixty Nine. Okay, you stay at the Motel Six. I'm at the Four Seasons. We're gonna Sixty Four it tonight, and. 
Zach probably didn't understand at first and he thought it was 69 and he's like, yeah, I'm going to fucking 64 with beam, sir, whatever the fuck that means. And then he finds out, yeah, Motel 6, Four Seasons, not the, not as fun as a 69, if you ask me. <laughs> if you 69 at the Four Seasons, perfect. Per- That's what they call a moray. 64 Chenning. Um, okay. But I was also confused because then Jeff says, okay, now I need to say something nice about my daughter. Like it was on his mind. He started off the show with Monroe and Jeff was like, I'm so proud of her yesterday because da 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 something about a bath. Meow, meow, meow. No, actually it was kind of cute. Monroe, she wanted to take a jacuzzi. So Jeff fills it up and then she's like, eh, change my mind. I want a bath instead. And he's like, no problem, princess. Let's drain this giant jacuzzi. We don't have a drought going on in California, NBD. And Monroe was like, wait, am I wasting water? Like, should I not take a bath? And Jeff was like, fuck that. Let's waste this word. Do you know who we are? (laughs) Do you know who we are, babe? Like, we are not like the others, okay? If you want a bath, you get a bath. And fuck this jacuzzi. I just loved... Monroe's Greta Gerwig moment like I that would be so iconic if that grows up to be like Monroe's hero like I just want to be like Greta Gerwig when I grow up the little girl who's fighting climate change actually Greta's probably like 25 at this point I don't even know but for Jeff to be like okay I need to say something nice about my daughter it's like no wait Jeff the scenario that you opened with about Monroe's hush money payment to you under the door that five bucks that was something nice you were said what like I love how you're trying to like spin it negative no that was you spinning it negative but shall I repeat she was just trying to donate to your court fund case like she gets how crazy those bills are getting is this why the after show has to be so positive to balance out JLL when Jeff is feeling extra sassy I know he's kidding I know it's all in good fun but Jeff always lashes out a little extra when he's anxious and he was probably super anxious today because right after JLL, he had to attend Jim Thompson's pep rally. Woo! Keep the JLL after show. Don't you ever tell him no. Ooh. Um, yeah, so I would just like to think that Jim Thompson really had a whole presentation <laughs> for all 10 chumps that showed up um, with clips from Brandy and Julie hosting the after show, <laughs> as well as clips from the Splash of Sass after show obviously as examples of what not to do. Like, it's just like scenario one comes up and then it's a clip of one of us talking shit. And he's like, "Eh." and the correct way to handle this would be, and then they train them on exactly how they want it. That's what I think happened anyways. Okay, so then they play a music game. And at first I was actually very okay with it because like every song was just a jam at first at first i mean shania twain man i feel like a woman come on billy go wild feel that wave inside whoa oh oh even uh goodbye earl by the chicks the formerly dixie chicks they got a shout out fucking goodbye earl is say hello to my top 10 favorite song list because you're in it but Then the game went on for a very long time. A very long time. I'm just saying, like, to have such great comedians like Fortune, fucking Beamster, and Zach Noe Towers, and then it's all just, like, donated to Melissa Etheridge and Reba McIntosh Apple singing away, you know? it's uh, But whatever. It's his show, obviously. Sure. Yeah, it was great. But also five songs could have been perfect. Okay, moving on to more beef. So Fortune's wife 
Jax. She has some history with Jeff. And yeah, exactly. It's more beef that's been squashed and de-squashed and re-squashed again. And after it's, I think it was de-squashed again during today's episode. They squashed all over the place because we get into how Jeff thinks Jax gave him a hard time when they were filming Hollywood Houselift season one. Thinks is a very key word here. Jeff thinks Jax gave him a hard time, but now he's experiencing real trouble with a rich Gen Z A-list celebrity. Oh my God. Okay. Gen Z A-list celebrities. That should be a fucking magazine cover. Have a bunch of A-list Gen Zers on there and caption it from Z to A and talk about how they do things in reverse from the older generations. Z to A. A to Z. Oh my, what the fuck? Again, this brain is for hire. Anyways, with the new difficult client, Jeff has to play the game of telephone with the young celeb's team when he would rather the celeb himself just pick up the telephone and call Jeff. Which again is just proving my magazine cover concept even more, even more because Jeff is doing things, he does things in reverse than this young celebrity because Jeff came from an age where you call, you call people. Gen Zers, they're like, don't ever fucking call me unless, not even if uh, there's an emergency, like text me and we'll figure it out. So yeah, no one's going to call Jeff, except for your bosses at Amazon who called to let you know the whole controversy was over a faux lawn full of fox lawn there were foxes all over the lawn no i was actually hoping that it's because the celebrity heard that it was going to be faux grass faux gras faux grass and he was like um i never said i wanted a faux grass lawn i wanted faux fur i wanted faux fucking fur okay because when you're a young rich gen z celebrity who doesn't want faux fur lawn if they're in a 100 degrees heat wave in beverly hills Lifestyles of the rich and the famous, man. But as Fortune put it, Jeff is now trying to unravel this young celebrity's life and have them fire his assistant that Jeff has now deemed incompetent. You know, again, just spreading that positivity. <laughs> um, well, I'm sure that now the assistant has heard all of this live on radio, so Jeff and Shane won't have to worry anymore about her contacting them. So he's going to ghost them real fast. I promise. I promise. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jax took the slow approach and slowsted Jeff after filming Wrapped for season one. And Jeff said, look, now that I'm dealing with someone much worse, I appreciate her. And Fortune's like, Jax wasn't even feisty at all. Like you would just come over unannounced and go through our drawers, make fun of her tampons. no. Jameson nailed it yesterday. This man is a monster. He's a monster. No, I'm kidding. Love you, Jeff. But um, if you ever showed up unannounced and went through all my shit and then made fun of me for my shit, yeah, honestly, Jax was polite to slow to you. I would have go I would have just straight up ghost. Like it would have been just like the young celebs assistant is gonna do to you. The young celebs entire team after hearing the roast that they got. Because even in this day and age, like who wants to go through I get it when you're younger or whatever, but then like 
don't you reach a point? Why do you, I don't care what's in other people's drawers, even if it's weird shit. I just don't care. Like go and if you want to invite me into your drawer, I'll take a peek. But unless your wardrobe has a lion and a witch in it, I'm not that interested. Okay. So, so I really don't blame Jax for needing a break from Jeff and taking a break from returning his texts. And Fortune was like, well, yeah, you kept poking at her. Like, you know what you're doing. And to you, it's your humor. But guess what? Like, not every Everybody finds that funny, so they need a break. They need a break. And Jeff was like, well, she was difficult. She was difficult. And Fortune's like, she was not difficult. She just actually gave you boundaries. And then you guys, you know, my one of my most favorite things ever happened. We got a unison reaction. Oh my God. All right, so Fortune's like, she gave you boundaries. And all of a sudden, Zach, Shane, anybody on mic with a the mic, they were like, Ooh, I don't know the way that they did it. It sounded like the hocus pocus witches. Okay, Fortune as Bette Midler, Zach as Sarah Jessica Parker, and sorry, Shane, I always forget the brunette one. Oh my god, I have to look her up because she is such a good actress too. Okay, Kathy Najimi, Najimi, Jimmy. No, there was so much laughter on today's episode. It really did. It was just like the cackling witches, the cackling hags that we keep on talking about on Real Housewives in New York. And also, now that I mentioned that. What the fuck? That's such a missed opportunity with Hocus Pocus 2 that was recently released. Like, why did you not have Fortune, Fortune fucking Feimster, play Bette Midler's long lost daughter? Long lost daughter. That would have been so fucking perfect. And Fortune could be like a clumsy witch that fucks up all her mom's work. Like her mom's like the leader and whatever. And Fortune's just like the one that likes to have fun on the side and like turn people into cats. I don't know. Um, ew, so she can have more pussy. Oh my god, no way, I'm kidding. That's ew, what a weird joke. I'm not the comedian, they are. Trust me, I get it. I just like to have fun. Okay, so moving on, but not moving on because I'm at least just saying, can you workshop that into the plot for Hocus Pocus 3? Somehow get Fortune Feimster to play Bette Midler's daughter. It was actually filmed right near me, um, and I tried to be an extra on it, and they never replied, so that's obviously rude. But And it's so rude because I was born to be a witch. I am a witch. I love cackling. I love cats. I love concocting cocktails that's like potion that's like making a potion right sure we'll go with that and that is that for today's episode we will be back for tomorrow's recap of jll in the meantime have the best fucking day ever i love you guys so much bye splash 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 splash